Welcome back to another day of trading on Dynasty Wall Street, where every week we take three players and react to their value using the Dynasty Trade Calculator. Now, let's go down to the floor with our traders, Russ Fisher, John Bosch, and Kane Fussell. Welcome back, everybody, to another day of trading on the floor of Dynasty Wall Street. I am your host, Russ Fisher at Dynasty Outhouse. He is your host, back to number two, John Bosch at John Bosch FF. Who day, Russ? Who day? Who day? We're going to the Super Bowl, baby. Yeah, baby. Hey, Kane. Hi. <laughs> at Devi underscore Kane, our third host. We are here to use the Dynasty Trade Calculator to talk about values, one player per position. Well, three positions, because there's only three of us. So... Let's just jump straight in because that's what we do. That's how we roll. And because I know I have quarterback, I get to go first. And I'm very excited to finally get to go first. I don't know why, but just let me be happy. Stop judging me. I We have talked about one of the quarterbacks in the Super Bowl before. We've talked about Joe Burrow. So I figure let's take this opportunity to talk about the other one in Matt Stafford. Because we now know who was in the Super Bowl. And those are the two quarterbacks. Sadly, not Jimmy Garoppolo. Samly, no, Samly. Nice. Sad, not sadly, because finally we don't have to worry about that. Oh, crap. If they win the Super Bowl, is Trey Lance not going to start? Nope. They lost. They're just going to go to Trey Lance. It's I mean, fine. he got close to getting them to a Super Bowl. That was, don't matter. He did. It was going to be it. hilarious. Not that I was rooting for that chaos. I mean, I kind of was because like, I have a very good friend who's a 49ers fan, and I would love to see him sweat. But it's fine. I get to kind of nana-nana him that they lost while the Seahawks didn't even make the playoffs. So it's fine. I mean, who day, baby? Yeah. Who day? Okay. Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford comes in on the trade calculator at 28.7. He's in this really weird spot where the 102 is 29.5. The 103 is 27.3. So... Somewhere in the middle of the 102 and the 103, I was not going to look for a pick worth 1.4 because we wouldn't count it anyway. Nope. So my question to you is, well, first of all, does the 102 or 103 sway your decision in any way? And if it does, I guess let me know which it is. John Shaken said, so you go first, Matt Stafford or the picks? This is Stafford easily. I mean, 102, I'm probably going to be wanting to take a quarterback. There's not a quarterback in this class that I want ahead of Matt Stafford right now. I, I I don't think Stafford's going anywhere in the next, you know, few years. And you don't know that the rookies are going to be there for, oh, the 10-year quarterback. Yep. So since I only play for a few years at a time anyways, I'm pretty happy to have Stafford over the next two to three years. And I'm willing to give up the 102 for that and hope that he lasts even longer than that. What about you, Kane? Um, I want Stafford. Um there, there just isn't top tier talent in in this draft that we've seen, you know, in previous drafts, um, and you know that's just the way that it is, unfortunately. So I'm I'm not like expecting a lot out of out of these players. I still think the picks are valuable, but just not as valuable as Matthew Stafford. When in the grand scheme of things, right? If we get a rookie quarterback to start their entire rookie contract, that's a plus, right? Yeah. If we just get Matthew Stafford to continue leading them to Super Bowls for four or five years, why wouldn't you just want the better player? So would you guys take Stafford over the 101? Probably, but the 101 has that extra value of it's the 101. It's the 101. Yeah. Like that's the only argument for it. But if I'm planning to take a quarterback at 101, which I probably 
I probably am. Um, then I'm probably just going to take Stafford as well. So like, I want Stafford over any of the rookies. I, so, I think the you know. I think the question is right. Like, do you actually want Stafford on a team that is still the a few games out? Yeah, if they earn the one hundred one, I'm not sure I necessarily want to go Stafford. I think I'm trading that one hundred one for multiple assets. Yeah, rather than just keeping the one because I think that's a better path, right? If I can yeah. trade the one hundred one for the one hundred five, one hundred six plus, that's yeah. that's what I'd prefer to do rather than, especially if I earn the one-on-one rather than just burning it on Stafford. All right. So some details just to throw in there to put in everyone's head. Matt Stafford is 33 years old, Mm -hmm. which when it comes to the top quarterbacks, quote unquote, he's on the the older side of the list, but 33 is not old for a quarterback. I mean, not everyone is Tom Brady who is, quote unquote retiring he doesn't know yet but adam schefter said he was retiring and i believe anything adam schefter tells me so he's retired and he's what like 47 so i mean no he's not 47 he's what like 42 i think tom brady 45 i think is he really i think so he just looks so he looks younger than i do i don't know it's not fair it's not fair so besides the point 33 is not really old for a quarterback and I don't know, like to me, Matt Stafford will forever be like 24 and in the league for 17 years already. So I don't really know. But I just wanted to throw that out there because like you're saying, there's it's not unrealistic to think that you have four years of quality play coming from Matt Stafford, especially if he stays on the Rams, who this season on a points per game basis was QB 10. And I don't see a reason for his play to change now. Do more quarterbacks score more? Do other quarterbacks who scored more score less? That's completely up in the air because Tom Brady was QB3. And if he's gone, that automatically pushes everyone up a little bit. So I really, player-wise, I'm with you. I take Matt Stafford over the player I would draft at the 101. But you guys are absolutely right. If I earn that pick, it doesn't make sense with where my team is probably at to go get him. But pure value-wise, I think I take Matt Stafford, even over the 101. Okay, well, let's get to the list that I clicked away from for some reason. It's a little bit long. I have eight players because I couldn't pick anyone to take out of this list. The list entails three young, uh, yeah, three of the rookies from this year, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, Trey Lance, add a little Jalen Hurts in there, and then let's jump up in the age gap with Aaron Rodgers, Matt Stafford, Deshaun Watson, and Russell Wilson. Let me read that again for you guys. Justin Fields, Mac Jones, Jalen Hurts, Trey Lance, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Stafford, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson. Man, I really should start doing my own orders before we start recording as to sort of save some time, but I did not do it. So I guess whoever has their order first, just sort of pop in and start talking. All right, I'll go. Um, So Jalen Hurts is first on my list here. Um, I will take him above the above the rookies. I think we did that a couple weeks ago. I mm-hmm. have not changed that. I hope that I took Hurts above the rookies. But there, he, he's basically in the same tier with Fields and Lance. And I will go Fields and then Lance. Uh, then I think I do want to pop Stafford in there, right there. Stafford and Mac Jones feel pretty similar. I think Stafford's got the higher upside. Of course, Mac Jones has the... <laughs> he's going to be consistent for a longer year. We've said this a million times he's what he is and that's fine like i have nothing wrong with starting mac jones as my qb2 mm-hmm. i don't think he can be a qb1 uh so then it's kind of the 
other guys. Will Watson dead last on my list. Um, I'm just not interested. Uh, yep. Look, he, he's <laughs> the off the field issues are are bad, and we're not sure that he's coming back. And even if he's coming back, like somebody has to want him. The team that could have played him chose to play Davis Mills, rookie Ty- QB two, Tyron you, you Taylor. Bite like, your tongue. I mean, like that. So it's not like he's got this great place to walk back into. Yeah. Even if uh, even if the legal issues are, you know, if he's cleared from all of that, so he's easily last on my list, like multiple tiers down. I just have zero interest in trying to go go for Watson right now. I'll let somebody else take that risk. Maybe they'll get a big payoff. I don't care. Uh, and I'll take the Rogers Wilson is tough to split because honestly, I I do think I think Rogers there is a part of him I think that's thinking it that now would be the time to walk away. Um, and try and pursue other ventures where he can make a lot of money for a lot less work. Just talk, you know, talk and be in the Uh news because of, because of talking. And I I think he can make money doing that. I'm sure that appeals to him. He likes, he's got a little ego. He doesn't mind having that fed. Just to put it out there. I'm absolutely okay. Making money just for talking as well. If anyone, (laughs) you know, same. Uh, so I think I'm going to go Wilson over Rogers, even though I like Rogers way more as a fantasy asset. Um, I'll go Wilson over Rogers, but honestly, until I know exactly where both of them are playing in 2022, that's a tough one to decide on. All right, Kane, you got your order. Yeah. Um, so first for me is, is Justin Fields. Second is Trey Lance. I have third is Jalen Hurts. Um, I think I would just rather take the rookies that they feel safer than Jalen Hurts right now. Just in a vacuum, they just feel safer. Um, at four is Matt Stafford. At, I don't know what, I didn't write down a five. <laughs> <laughs> or no, just five, stop. Five just, is Mac the, Jones. The list there just stops. <laughs> five is Mac Jones. Um, I have a real hard time knowing if I want Rodgers or Mac Jones, to be completely honest with you. Um, because I think Rodgers goes somewhere and he's going to still be good for a few more years. So I have Rodgers at six, Russell Wilson at seven, um, which is almost feeling like the corpse of Russell Wilson at this yep. point. Like it just doesn't feel good. And then I forgot what number I'm on, but let's say 10 is Watson. <laughs> yeah. And that's, there's, there's some, yeah, there's some between there, uh, between this list and Watson. Yeah. Um, th- But just real quick on Watson, like we're getting to that time of the year again where people, like aren't minding trading for him again. Yeah. So like if you happen to have any Watson shares on your team and you just want to get out now is actually a really good time to yeah. do that. Um, so I, I would definitely uh, look at that. Also well, hashtag who day hashtag who day. Okay. So just to put it out there, cause we're talking about Deshaun Watson right now, who is also, you know, tears below the bottom of my list. I got an offer of Deshaun Watson for Tua in a super flex league. Oh my and- God. Instant uh, rejected it. Oh, you, no, okay. I, I thought they were offering, I'm offering you to Sean Watson for my okay. Tua. And, <laughs> yeah, like that's not even close. Yeah, I said, are you crazy? Uh, and the trade that did go through for Deshaun Watson was Deshaun Watson for Jerry Judy. Honestly, my answer is pretty much always going to be not Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I probably want the Jerry Judy side there. I mean, that oh. feels like a safe level of trade for a QB with yeah. the ceiling and floor of Watson. 
Yeah. Like if you trade Judy away and Watson never plays, I mean, yeah, that sucks. You traded away a wide receiver too, but, but you could get to Sean Watson, come back next year and be a top three quarterback again. His, his trade value may never hit that level again because he won't be safe ever, ever. But, but again, you're getting that production, but that's not who we're here to talk about. So our lists are all pretty similar. Yeah. I also have fields at one and hurts at two. I have Lance at three and Stafford at four. We all put Stafford at four or three or four, I think it was. And we all had Hertz and the rookies, the top yeah. three, just in an order. I'm I'm assuming that's all the, a tier for us. Yeah, Mac Jones at five. I have Rogers six, Wilson seven, because man, I just Rogers just doesn't seem the guy to retire. Like I don't know, man. I don't like, think he is. Like I think he's going to play. It's more likely, but I just the events over the last month. There's a part of me that says he is setting himself up to be, yeah, to basically join Pat McAfee and be a co-host or do yeah. his own show. You know, there's there is definitely a part of Aaron Rodgers that says I can well, do what Ro- I can do what Rogan does and do it. There's a part of like, everyone who takes the hits that Aaron Rodgers does that yeah. has that in the back of their head. I'm sure. Uh, Russell Wilson. Yeah, I, I don't think he's going anywhere. If they were able to, if they weren't dumb and didn't re-sign Carroll and John Schneider, their <laughs> coach and GM, a year and a half ago, maybe they would get rid of Wilson, then get rid of everyone else. But I think as long as Carroll and Schneider are there, Russell Wilson isn't going anywhere. So, and plus, it would take a lot with Wilson's no trade clause in general to get him to go somewhere because it has to be a specific place for the right price and blah blah blah. But again, somebody no. would have to be willing to take on a contract that's going to basically make it so they can't spend any money on any, any money other anywhere else, and yeah. they would look exactly like the Seahawks. Ouch. Okay, so yeah, that's that's our list for all of these guys. We had it all pretty similar, but if I had, if I were to ask you. Where you think Stafford actually is in the ranks of all of these players, where would you put him? Where do you think he is? He's probably last. He is last. Yeah. On this entire list. The only person below him that I didn't even bother bringing in in the same tier of values is Zach Wilson. Oh, my. Which is, I just, I, there was no point in putting him in there. He, well, I guess to be fair, Zach Wilson or Deshaun Watson, but that's not the conversation. That's not the conversation I was trying to make. But yeah, so there is a between Justin Fields, who's the top of the list, and Matt Stafford, who's the bottom of this. It is five and a half points on the calculator. So that's like a a solid tier. And I was just surprised to see Stafford below a lot of these guys. Like, I guess all of us were because we had him around four or five in the middle of that list. All right. So it's always a fun brain exercise in anticipation of terror when john says i want to talk running backs i know there was i was excited there was a running back that i i looked him up and i'm like that value seems off (laughs) and especially when he does it like three days in advance of the show it's not like he had the idea this morning he's like no i i found someone i want to talk about yeah because i think i want to go make an offer if this is truly this guy's value I, i literally want to make an offer in every single league all right, just so tell me a... how long you need me to take to edit this and get it out before you make those offers. <laughs> well, he's he's I mean, he's the easily easily he's the lead back on one of the best offenses in football. He's pretty young. I think he's like 24. I probably should have looked it up. Uh so I mean, running back wise, he's he's not at the end of his career. <laughs> Devin Singletary. Yeah, that's that's an interesting one. Okay, cool. So he comes in on the calculator at 
three. Oh my. And I understand that Buffalo's entire offense is Josh Allen. Yeah. But Buffalo's offense scores a ton of points. <laughs> Some of those are going to fall to their running back occasionally. And he, he gets, you know, a little bit of work out of the backfield catching. And he is, he has become the one that runs the ball. Zach Moss, how many times was he inactive? Yeah, he was inactive. Matt, Matt Breda, like, come on. Buffalo, I don't think, is going to really invest at the running back spot because that seems like it would be a waste for them. <laughs> one, they don't need a running back to begin with because they have Josh Allen. They have now Devin Singletary, who's, you know, looked pretty good down the stretch. I do think there is a slight chance that they kind of tell Josh Allen, maybe let's sometimes let Singletary take some of those hits. You know, like at some point, they, yeah. it, even though it's his instinct to run and take off, there's going to be some coaching that will want to preserve Josh Allen. Uh, he's big. He usually delivers the hits. He avoids hits. He is very good at that. But it adds up. I mean, we don't see Mahomes run nearly as much as he used to. So kind of feels like Kansas City probably said maybe don't run as much. I kind of think the same thing could happen with Josh Allen, which means it would fall probably to Devin Singletary getting a little bit more rushing. So that's what we're here to do. Try and guess what's going to happen next year, right? 4.3 in the calculator. That comes in between the 208 and the 209. Look, if you want a running back to slot in your starting lineup next year, I don't think you're getting it with the 208 or 209. What about you guys? Do you want the pick or do you want Devin Singletary? I want Devin Singletary. And I've been thinking about this also. It's just, I was leaning towards, do you want to send a first for Devin Singletary or oh not? <laughs> and now that I see you don't have to, I think you're right. Because I pulled it up from week 14 through 17 for running backs that played at least three games because, you know, Jonathan Taylor had his bye week 14. Yeah, of course. Let's see. Let's take out this guy, this guy, this guy. So take out three. He was the running back three in points per game of players that didn't miss a game because you have like Damian Harris who just happened to score one 30 point game. And that was about it, <laughs> you know, so taking away the people that played one game, you know, that's, he was the run in points per game. He put up 18.3 points per game in the last four weeks. Now does that translate to next season? Who the heck knows? But like you're saying at the an, a late second, heck at a mid second that I would pay just to make sure I get him. That's worth the risk. I mean, you're probably looking at maybe, you know, you're, you're hoping for 12 to 15 points a week out of him next year. Yeah. That, that some would be weeks, great. some weeks he's going to hit 20. Some weeks he might be at 10, but like he's, I don't think he's ever going to be that guy that puts up a, a zero. As long as they keep actually letting him run the ball and not just have Josh Allen, Josh Allen be the only running back. Yeah. I'm right there with you. How about you, King? Well, first I want to, I know you say the picks, but I have some ADP here, and I'm just going to throw some names attached to that pick so people kind of know what that 208 actually looks like. No, I love this. I love when you do this. Um, so that that's around the range of someone like Kyron Williams, who Carson Strong, Rashad who? White, Jahan who? Dotson. Who? Like that's kind of I don't that... hate getting Kyron Williams, actually. <laughs> no, but, but that's that range, right? Kyron Williams yeah. is currently at like the 206. But but that kind of seems to be they those four have some ADP really close together, um, so that's kind of what you're looking at. So it's do you want that next wave of quarterback that's probably not going to be a first round pick? Do you want someone that has a, a running back that might have a chance of going day two, or a wide receiver that we hope will get drafted to a good spot? Like, do you want that or do you want Devin Singletary? That's the question, right? 
Um, yeah. So I would probably prefer Devin Singletary if I'm competing. I think, I think if I'm not competing, I, it doesn't really matter if I have Singletary on my team, right? Um, because he's only under contract for one more year with the Bills in 2022. So if I'm not competing, I'm not necessarily trading that pick for De- Devin Singletary. I, I pulled the I, John Bosch answer. No, I don't mind, and I don't mind that answer because Kyron Williams is a guy that's I, I do kind of like him. I, I really hope he gets a good landing spot because he is he is a guy that I think will jump a little bit if uh, if he does get a good landing spot. So hmm, hearing his name against Devin Singletary, that one's kind of a tough one for me. I, I think I like how you handled it, obviously, because Devin Singletary is the known. So that's I'm usually going to go with the known when that's all we have right now. We don't know where Kyron Williams is going to be. So if now, you take Singletary right now for those picks, if you trade away one of those picks for Singletary, I don't think you would have that much trouble trading Devin Singletary away for one of those middle picks later. Probably true. Yeah, and probably we've done true. we've done about eight drafts, eight mocks so far, and Kyron Williams has fallen to the two ten once. So, hmm. so chances are this value you're probably not getting him anyway. Yeah, probably. assuming we're we're being very strict about it. Yep. All right, so let's get to the list. Um, there, there. I'm going to start with the list. There's four guys, including him, that are really close together in, in value on the calculator. I'm going to start with them because that's all that's around them. <laughs> that's it. We have uh, Rashad Penny, Cordarell Patterson, and Melvin Gordon. Okay, I mean, this is pretty easy for me. I'll go Singletary, Melvin Gordon, Rashad Penny, Cordarell Patterson. Um, uh, Singletary is... The only person we know what's going on with them right now. We know he's running back for the Bills. Melvin Gordon is the most talented one out of all of these guys. He's just older and I believe a free agent. Um, and then Penny is a free agent and hasn't done anything to get a big contract somewhere. The best case for him, I think we've talked about this plenty, so I'm not going to spend too long on it, is to go back into Seattle and hope they don't get another running back. I mean, there's a small chance they go grab Melvin Gordon and have both of them on the same team. But and then Cordero Patterson, man, it was probably just lightning in a bottle this season. Like, do you really think this happens again next year? First half of the season, too. Only the first half. Definitely tailed off at the end. So, yeah, I'll put him on the end pretty easily. Um, I have Rashad Penny at one because I think he turns from Rashad Penny to Rashad Nichols. Um, So there's I feel like Kane has said that line before. I was thinking about that today, and I was like, how have I not said that on this podcast yet? (laughs) Um, I have Melvin Gordon at two, because I think, like Russ said, I think Melvin Gordon is more talented than Devin Singletary. And I think this is not a good free agent class, so I think Penny and and Melvin Gordon kind of get their choice of where they want to go. Singletary at three, and Cordell Patterson at four. I have Singletary, Penny, Melvin Gordon, Cordell Patterson. So I just it is literally just Singletary tops my list, because... We know his situation already for a year. Yep. You know, I mean, like we know if if any of the other three guys end up signing with Seattle, they probably jump Singletary for me uh, because then, you know, that's a pretty good spot for one of these guys to land. But we don't know that. And I'm not going to take that risk right now when I can get something nice and safe and easy like Singletary for the same thing. There was two guys that were up above. I mean, granted, I told you he came in at a 4.3. So somebody in the sevens range is almost twice as much, but it's still not super valuable. James Conner, Leonard Fournette. Since they're free agents and we're not sure what's going to happen with them, where do you guys rank them in here? Just against Singletary. 
I put Fournette up top because he's still young enough and good enough that, especially with what he's done for the past two years in Tampa, even if he doesn't go back to, you know, let's pretend the best case scenario, Tom Brady still plays, he goes back to Tampa. We know what he is, and that's really good. And other scenario, someone has to pay him to sort of produce what he has for the past two years, in which case they're going to give him the ball. So I think even though we don't know his situation, he's, he is the one person in all of this free agent stuff that will demand the contract to make sure he gets at least a majority of touches. I forgot who the positive other person was already because I was too busy talking about James Connor. Yeah, he's good, but he is at best a 1B, and you hope he stays healthy if the other guy gets hurt. Though I do like James Connor, I probably put him around the same value as penny or melvin gordon whatever that little range is there kane um like i'd probably take both of them over devin singletary with the hope that they just get more touches so i have a lot of leonard fournette i think i'm gonna go off from one for one for singletary everywhere at this point i'm kind of ready to be out i i don't think tom brady's returning uh and if he doesn't tampa just falls apart so like the worst place to go for any of these free agent running backs is instantly Tampa because Tampa without Tom Brady is terrible, just straight terrible. Um, so I'm gonna, I honestly, I, I think I want to trade any Fournette that I have and see if I can get him in the Singletary and lock in one year of known production because I don't know where Leonard Fournette's gonna go and I don't know how it's gonna work out. Running backs are risky, I try to avoid them at all costs. If there's one that's cheap and safe. That's the running back that I, I get interested in. All right. That is that all of our running back talk? That's it. That's all the running back talk. All right. What do you got for us, Kane? Well, I, I think any time that there's an older wide receiver that is surrounded by young wide receivers, I think we have to talk about them. Okay. Um, and, you know, the, the chat with the three of us kind of mentioned this wide receiver maybe a little bit earlier. And that's our main man, Stefan Diggs. Oh, okay. I like it. Um, we have 28 year old Stefan Diggs. His uh, value he's, he's no is Gabe Davis. He's no, no Gabe true. Davis. That's true. Um, so Diggs or Davis or uh, Diggs or uh, Davis one on one v one, probably taken Gabe Davis, right? G- uh, give obvious, me, obviously. Give me two digs for a Davis. That's what I'm saying. Right <laughs> yeah, now. that's true. This is extreme sarcasm, folks. Do not. One hundred percent. Yes. It's it's the old bird in the hand versus two Davises in the bush, right? <laughs> Something like that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so here's the deal. Stefan Diggs is worth right between the 104 and the 105. Man, I, I mean would give, I would give either for Diggs. Yeah, honestly, I don't know if you have. Do you have to? Man, I'm not even shy. I haven't tried to trade for Diggs, but like again, we were talking before Diggs being 28 and didn't have the strong season he da- had the year before. Like, I feel like he's just straight descending at this point. Maybe the 104 slash 105 is that descended price point. But yeah, on a team that I'm pretty good on, I want Stefan Diggs on my team because he still looks pretty darn good. So I'll I'll do that. Yeah, I'll take Diggs. Because I don't think I'm getting anyone as talented at those picks anyway. And after the draft, I could probably trade Diggs for those guys if I felt like it. The only yep. thing you're getting at the pick is somebody younger. I mean, yeah. that's it. You're not getting somebody better. You're getting somebody younger. Yeah. 100% yeah. agree. So that's why I, I would take Diggs as well. Um, but that's why I think this list is really, really interesting. 
Um, originally, I'd written down T. Higgins in this range, but I crossed him off because he's yeah. just too good. Smart, smart move. Um, I finally hung up my frames uh, jersey, by the way. Yeah. Um, I had my Bengals number 85 jersey on yesterday. <laughs> but we have some interesting ones here. Um, we're going to start with Deontay Johnson, Devonta Smith, DJ Moore, Chris Godwin. No, no, no. They, their names have to start with D. Sorry. <laughs> Diggs. <laughs> um, Chris Godwin, Elijah Moore, and Terry McLaurin. This is why, why there's just so many wide receivers that are basically all equal to each other. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Well, T. Higgins goes first in a tier above. His... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why I took him out. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty clear for him. But the rest of them, I think, are really, really interesting. I wrote it's down one and two real fast, and I am frozen at the rest. I wrote down number one real fast. Huh. I mean, really, this is all. This is an entire tier. All, all these right. guys are the same to me. I think. I'm, yeah, exactly. I think I'm good. I think I'm ready. I don't, man, I don't, I'm going to change my mind probably before you guys talk or probably before I finish reading this list, but I already have it written down. So let's just go. I have Diggs at one and Deontay at two, whether that's their real dynasty value or not. I just, it's Stefan Diggs. I'm there for that. Uh, I have DJ Moore at three. While I probably should have put Devonta Smith at three, DJ Moore feels safer, at least to me. And if they get a good quarterback in there, maybe he learns how to score touchdowns. So DJ Moore three, Devonta Smith four. Chris Godwin, I put at five because I just think he's more talented than Moore and Terry. And I actually, I put Elijah Moore at six and Terry at seven. Just because Elijah Moore was doing what Terry was doing before Heineke got real bad. So if they both end up with really bad quarterback play, which, sorry, I think Zach Wilson is not great, and whatever Washington does bring in, I'll take the youth and probably very similar production out of more than Terry McLaurin. Are they all in the same tier for you, Ross? I, ha I think Diggs and Deontay are a tier above for me, but the like I said, I wrote down one, two real fast, and I had to stare at the rest of them. Sure. So I think three through seven are exactly a tier, like a big chunk. John, you ready? I have Diggs number one. <laughs> and then if I could just rank the others by their age, like, honestly, that's, I, I really, they're, they're, that's the deciding factor probably because I think they're all, I, I really do think they're all even. So just give me whichever ones are youngest. That's probably, uh, I don't know which one's younger between Elijah Moore and Devonta Smith, but make them two and three. Uh, next on the list, I think is Deontay Johnson, right? Age-wise. Yeah, but wouldn't you take the production that we've seen Deontay get with terrible quarterback play over just straight youth of the other two? So while he did have terrible quarterback play, what he also had was a quarterback that just chucked him the ball over and over and over. Deontay Johnson was Ben Roethlisberger's favorite target by a landslide, right? Like, that's, I guess Najee Harris occasionally too, you know, like sometimes he maybe he got it confused and uh, started throwing a Najee, but uh, it was, he liked, he liked Deontay Johnson. So I, I don't think his production uh, was definitely hindered by, I don't, I don't think it was a bad quarterback hindering his production because volume overcame that big time. We could see him with a bad quarterback that doesn't just throw the ball to Deontay Johnson 
20 times a game, you know, probably wasn't 20 times a game, but I'm exaggerating. You, you get the point. Like, I think Deontay Johnson could suffer from the same exact thing that could plague Elijah Moore. Uh, I don't want to say Devonta Smith because I want Hurts to be good, but, you know, Hurts <laughs> is good for different you reasons. Want to be good. Uh, so um, what's the next? Is, does it go Godwin, DJ Moore, Terry McLaurin, age-wise? So if you're looking at age, it's Elijah Moore is 21. Okay. Um, Devonta Smith is 23. Oh, wow. DJ Moore is 24. Okay. Deontay Johnson is 25. Chris Godwin is 25. Okay. Terry McLaurin's 26. Perfect. Diggs is that's that's my order, but Diggs is still on the top, even though he's the oldest. That's my that is my that is exactly my order. Um so mine mine is um Diggs, Deontay Johnson, Devonta Smith, DJ Moore, Chris Godwin, Elijah Moore, Terry McLaurin. Um, I think I don't have Terry McLaurin in this range. I don't think Terry McLaurin's in this tier to be completely really? honest with you. Um, that's, that's just me. I have Diggs in a tier above and then five of these guys, then Terry McLaurin in a tier below. It's currently how I have them. Um, and Diggs is directly in the middle of all of these guys in value. So yeah. he's, so the value actually goes Deontay, DJ Moore, Devonta Smith, Diggs, Chris Godwin, Elijah Moore, Terry McLaurin. So he's right in the middle of all of that. Yeah, I figured Deontay would be ranked at the top of this list on ADPs and rankings and all of that stuff. Just, again, because Diggs is already 28. Yeah, but the the po- value difference is 1.3 points. Oh. Right between Diggs and Deontay Johnson. Um, So all of these guys are actually within three and a half points of each other. Wow. That's intense. That is tight. <laughs> so so we, all, we all had Diggs at the top, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Kane, you had him in a different tier, and so did yep. you, Russ. I had Oops. Diggs and Deontay in a tier up top, and then everyone else below it. Correct. And so what do we usually say is the price to move from one tier to the other based on in a pick? In a pick value, what's it cost to go from one tier to the next? I mean, in this one, Two. it's probably it's probably a second, yeah. At this level of tier. Yeah. See, I kind of think that based on that, that's why I kind of think they're all in the same tier. Because I agree, it's a second uh to move from one of these guys to Diggs. It's not a first, which is normally what creates a tier break for me. Like if I, if I'm gonna have to get a first on top, that's a tier break. Yeah, but this is probably what third ish, fourth, the third and fourth tiers of wide receivers. So we're not really talking about high end players anymore. That yeah, I would say third tier. Yeah, like without I wasn't really thinking. I was just sort of trying to guess right. along the way, but. A first, like some of these guys don't take much more than a random first to get. So having to add one on top to get to the tier up is probably just a bit too much in general. Yeah. So right above this tier is that's where you're getting um, T. Higgins, Jalen Waddle, kind of DK Metcalf, Debo, like those sort of guys. Yeah. That's like the group of guys right below the top three ish guys, which is that big tier. Okay. All right, so I think that's it, right? I didn't bring too much chaos this week. No? Yeah, I know. I feel, like, uneasy. I didn't have to yell at anyone or cry or anything. And because usually... we're all happy. Hashtag who day. Hashtag who day. Who day. All right, everyone. That's the end of the day. That's the end of the show. We are done on another day of trading at Dynasty Wall Street. Russ Fisher at Dynasty Outhouse. John Bosch at John Bosch FF. Kane Fissell at Devi underscore Kane. Ring the bell. We're out of here.